Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about the classic Twilight Zone, it's season 1 episode 14, it's called Third From The Sun. And right before we started, I sang the entire opening theme song of Third Rock From The Sun to get it out of my system. You really did. So that I wouldn't do it on the, on the, rest of the show, so <laughs> uh, you're welcome, everyone. Tara took one for the team, uh, mm-hmm. as it were. Uh, so yeah, full spoilers for the episode as always, but it's impossible not to think of that that show when you hear this title. I, I think you'd agree. <laughs> I do agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this one is about a, a a an engineer. We'll call him an engineer who who works on bomb parts. Who is a part of a big big scheme to help build what sounds like atom bombs and hydrogen bombs and all sorts of nuclear devices. And him and his buddy, who is a pilot who's been test test piloting some some new aircrafts are planning to escape because they have it on the grapevine that in the next 48 hours uh their country is going to launch their nukes at the enemy and do expect that there'll be a retaliation and there's going to be something of a nuclear holocaust and they want to get out they want to run and hopefully get into this 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 aircraft and get somewhere else and i chose my wording very carefully as i as i was describing that plot because I think we can't talk, we can't not talk about the whole thing without just talking about how it ends and w- yeah. where we actually are. Because, well, let me ask this to you: At what point in the story, if before the ending, that is, did you realize where we weren't? Uh, I will tell you honestly: the episode got me. Like really? I didn't know until the okay. end. Yeah. Um, and I should have been suspicious. Um, I did kind of. I did notice the spaceship and that's oh sure yeah and I kind of made a mental note of the spaceship but I didn't like <laughs> so but yeah I didn't actually make the connection till the end as soon as they talked about um leaving the atmosphere as soon as they talked about getting out of space I remember mm-hmm. the title of the episode and said I know what the ending of this is they're going to mm-hmm. earth they're not on earth they're going to earth um and I got a smile across my face because I like that twist. Even though I figured it out, I like it. I like that being the, the <laughs> swerve. Um, and especially since there's, there's this sad, like, sort of thing. Because obviously, like, you start this episode and you feel like, oh, this is this is talking about, you know, at the time, very relevant Cold War nuclear weapons. Yeah. Everyone's scared of it, right? There's a really dark, sinister irony to this episode. It's like, when they get to Earth, it's not going to be that different. <laughs> yeah right (laughs) i didn't even think about that but you're right it's uh yeah it's an immigration episode i didn't know (laughs) no it's it's, it's a really smart little episode it totally got me i i think it shows um i I think they really did a good job like just keeping me um just into the story of of them like of escaping yeah it just seemed like yeah it just seemed like uh another american story about how people are scared of nuclear weapons and yeah. i just thought that's what this was but with the, the i did one... notice a lot of the uh the camera angles were like they really stood out oh, to me i yeah i was going to bring this up this is definitely the most stylized episode yet in terms of direction i think so yeah there's a lot of dutch angles uh and it, it added a lot to the scenes you know when when, when Sturka comes home uh, the main character and he's talking to his daughter and they sit down on the couch at one point the wide shot is this really like you know T- you know tilted shot and it, 
it gives it this it's this, uneasy it's that's the exact word it's uneasy yeah it, it makes you feel uneasy even though she thinks everything's okay at least so far he's he's mm-hmm. nervous he's uneasy the, the one element here perhaps uh that i think i want to talk about before we just talk about the the, the fancy sci-fi part of it that, that is really cool is there's a character uh, called Carling who he meets at the start when he's leaving work, and then it turns out he's kind of like gets suspicions that he's going to try and run, and he, you know, he's he's spying from outside early on, and then during the card game with the other couple that they're going to leave with and try and run away with, he shows up to like just kind of you know under the guise of a a friendly chat, but he's really mm-hmm. you know there to inspect them, and I'm like, okay, as far as I know, there was no like. Oh, like you're not allowed to leave if you if you suspect there's a nuclear bomb coming, like attitude. So I, I kind of want. I was to- a little confused by his character, to be honest. Because, well, I mean, you could read it just as simple. Now that we know on our planet that things are a little bit different, but I, I think I want to talk about what yeah. he represents because it's definitely much an allegory for you know what's really going on in the world at that time. I want to talk about what does he represent this like this feeling that you can't get away this feeling that you're trapped there and that there's no is, is it that simple it's just like okay there's nothing physically stopping you from leaving the country because you think you might get nuked but like what is actually does this just represent the, the fear that you're trapped anyway because it's not easy for people to just pick up and go necessarily right you can't just run off to canada at the first you know sign of trouble sure i guess i, I thought maybe he was just added as an obstacle just to make the the show a bit more dramatic. I don't know if he really represented anything else. I mean, maybe he does. I just I'm not getting it. But I, I thought his motivation <laughs> was kind of strange. Let's assume to be honest. he seemed like a work friend, <laughs> but then he. <laughs> okay, well, well, yeah. well, let's talk it out. Let's talk it out, right? So let's assume that it does represent something. Let's talk it okay. out. So read it. What, what does he do? What does he What does he represent in in the show? What does he do to the characters? He is an obstacle for sure, but the main thing he does is that he is kind of the suspicious set of eyes that makes them paranoid. It makes them do this on this and you know in secret, all, all, almost in like a, a kind of a, a Gestapo sort of way, where they have to sort of like turn something up to make sure they're not being listened to, and they have to you know sneak around it has to it's something they're not allowed to talk about uh but he knows he knows that the world is ending also or there's going to be war nuclear what? war happening and he seems kind of excited about it yeah yeah the idea that he is almost the patriotic one because he's accepting that this is a an acceptable loss an acceptable risk that you know x amount of the country is going to go up and i i I, I think there's something to be said in there, this idea of, of sneaking around, the idea of uh, if, if you speak out against the possibility of this, then you're not patriotic enough because you're not, like, siding with the, the home team, as it were. You're being too critical. Because he says, you know, be careful what you say and be careful what you think uh, at the start of the episode. So Oh, okay. Maybe they are, because they are aliens, they can, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they're able to to know what someone's thinking. <laughs> well, yeah, it wasn't so much getting. It was more the intentions of like what it might lead to if he's thinking these thoughts. Right. You know, it's, it's, what, what might you do? So, so, so you don't think he represents anything? <laughs> I I thought he was a strange character to add, and he was just there to add something extra about. I mean, because to extend the time, maybe I don't know. I mean, you. You may, in, in, in essence, be right, actually. Uh, you may, in essence, be right. 
Uh, and you're actually a touch too loud. I just noticed that. I'm just going to bump you down just a little, just a little bit. Um, um, I was picking up all the rain. Yeah, Tara was being very loud a minute ago. I apologize for that, folks. Um, so, no, like, I, I think you you may in, in essence be right, but if you are right, I think it's actually successful because he adds a lot of tension, specifically when he comes over and like they've got the little like map out of where they're going and he picks it up and is reading off the other side in like moments yeah. like that and i actually quite like the actor i thought the actor did a really good job of being a little cartoony sure but like the he was menacing yeah he was menacing in a kind of kind of comical way and it, it was kind of making it work for me they're all clearly afraid of him like i don't know who he was to them if he's some kind of authoritative figure in their the company that they work for see i, I got the impression he wasn't i got the impression he was really just a lone wolf who like just really believed in in what the, his company and what the the country was doing, and okay. their fear of him specifically is just the fear of everyone. Like anyone could ruin this for them. Anyone could could rat them out. Anyone could stop them from getting out and getting away from the the assured destruction. I, I still don't understand why um, he did say like, "Look, this is my house, and I don't really want you here." So why don't you? <laughs> I'm trying to have a nice time with my family. <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. <laughs> he thinks that may be suspicious, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, did you did you like this episode? I did actually. <laughs> oh, good, good, cause because because it... of the ending. The ending <laughs> happened. And I went, oh, third from the sun, of course. <laughs> okay, I'm just checking because so far you're fighting me on a lot of this. <laughs> no, 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 no. I do really like this episode. I think it's really great actually yeah because I, yeah, I like all the actors for the most part um and just the because and I, I think this has a really neat ad break kind of moment because it's like okay it's him going home telling his wife like telling the daughter mm-hmm. to not go on her date stay home uh kind of thing but you know it ends with a scene where you know uh jerry comes over and they do the whole thing where they turn on the machine so it, you know in case anyone's listening and mm-hmm. like it ends with you know carling's like peeking over the window like he's there he's trying to listen how much did he hear we don't know but he's trying to he's definitely suspicious um i mean he's definitely very dedicated to this because you know he sees him in the morning he has that one conversation that makes him doubt him he's sneaking around his house he comes over that night and then eventually he's the guy who's waiting for them at the airfield you know Mm kind of like you know with a gun with a gun yeah he's he's, not gonna let them enter he's really determined uh so I actually quite like this character. I, I admit he's kind of a weird character, and again, he doesn't really fit into like the real version of this so much. But I, I think he's there to represent just the, the 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 fear and the doubt that you can actually get away, or that, that there is no escape. If there is even an escape in in real life, like I, I guess other countries yeah. might be safer. But like, who's to say they're not next? <laughs> like, who knows? Right. You know, you're trapped here on this rock. We're screwed if this happens. We're all screwed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I brought up the spaceship earlier. Mm. The spaceship looks like a, classic. a flying saucer, yeah, like a-, a like a UFO. Um, which after I, you get the twist, it's like, oh, of course it is, because <laughs> I thought it was such an odd choice for them to use something that looks so alien. <laughs> yeah, well, because for, for for me that was the confirmation. That was like when I saw that, I was like, yeah. They're going to Earth, <laughs> like that's the yeah, whole. But yeah. because when I when I had the thought the 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 they're going to Earth, I'm like, yeah. At no point have they mentioned where they are. They've not talked about You're the right. country. They've not talked about who their enemy is. They've not talked. You about... just assume it's the United States. You yeah, just, you just assume it. You know, 
Um, because when you think about the character of Carlene, if he's like, nah, that's unpatriotic, like, you know, don't think like that, he would totally use the word American at some point. Now, be a good American, or he'd say something of that nature, right? He would totally yeah. find He doesn't even talk about patriotism, but that seems yeah. to be, that would probably be too much also. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But that seems to be what he is representing, is, yeah, the people who stay and believe in the choices of the the government. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, tempt- stand behind it, I'm, yeah. I'm tempted to say something controversial, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> I, I did notice that Sturka had a very funky telephone, especially for the time period. Yeah, but I still think that's, that is something that existed. Oh, sure, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that that was a kind of intentional, oh, we're on an alien planet. Like, the phone's yeah. a bit different. Because um, I was actually going to question at the end, because he says, oh, like we're going to the third planet from the sun, they call it Earth. I was going to question how he knows we call it that, but he did say earlier on the episode, Jerry, that we've picked up transmissions here or there, and they have a similar language to us. Now, is it a coincidence that they're speaking exactly English? Sure. Um, sure. That's okay. I don't need... I don't need that. I like the idea of the UFO landing in like Roswell and then human beings walking out of it, but they're aliens. I, I like that visualization, you know? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it isn't actually, because I, I do remember another episode, probably from season two, that has a kind of similar twist, actually. Yeah, I don't think this is the last time we'll see that twist. It turns out that the, we're, we're not, the characters aren't the humans after all. It's the other people who are the humans, <laughs> and this is an alien or something like that. Yeah, there's definitely, this twist kind of happens again. Honestly, though, the episode that I'm thinking of that I remember fairly well is so different. There's two episodes from season two I think I remember very clearly. Uh, mm-hmm. One is where you don't see faces for the whole thing. And it's a very good episode. Uh, I'm excited to get to that one when we get there. And then, is it Eye of the Beholder? I think, yeah, I think that's what it was called, yeah. Eye of the Beholder. Yeah, and then, I know that one. <laughs> yeah, and then the other one is the one that's got a similar twist to this. But the actual plot of the episode is way different. It's just... You know. Okay. Um, It could almost be a sequel to this one. If, if they rejigged that a little bit, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, well, this one will probably stick with me for a while, because I did really enjoy it. I think this is one of the best episodes we've had. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's really simple. It, it takes, like, you know, the fears of the time. It, it almost has a straight story just about them. But it has mm-hmm. this neat twist that recontextualizes it and says, hey, that this, act- this place that they're coming from it was actually closer to Doomsday than we were. And they're coming right. to us for refuge. Maybe we should actually take the lesson here and be better. Uh, because you know there's, there's a nice enough message. This this might even be the most clearly political like of the time message that any of the episodes have had. It seems like really straight yeah. to the point. Now, admittedly, we were watching this in 2019. Neither of us were even close to being born when this aired, so we've probably missed some political messages that might have been relevant at the time. We absolutely sure. could have. But watching it now, that's is generally this is the feeling I'm getting from this. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it just it that is when we watch you know, old science fiction films from the 50s too. I mean, that's what they talk about is all still nuclear war the, or the the power of the atom or even the, the Chernobyl series that we're watching on HBO. It's about man's hubris of thinking it can be yep. in control of this impossible amount of power and that it should be something that should be feared and respected. And yeah, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I like this one a lot. I mean, it's still relevant. It's still something we use and we don't, um, you know, Fukushima happened recently and <laughs> it's still something that we need to think about. And there's still people in power who like to 
wave the flag of nuclear power. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, are you saying you're actively not as, against? It's not as far or distant past as we would like to think. <laughs> are you actively against nuclear power? Uh, I can tell you that watching Chernobyl has given me a new type <laughs> of fear I didn't know I had. I... <laughs> I actually... But I am not against nuclear power. Yeah, I, I'm not either. I, I think like, clearly it should be respected. And I think learning lessons from these disasters is something... You know, it's like, no, you understand what went wrong and you make sure it doesn't happen again. Because watching Chernobyl and HBO and learning about how that was handled and how long it took and how... Mm-hmm. Again, the hubris of like, no, nah, it's not that bad. Like that attitude for the first little while <laughs> right. and how, how badly it almost ended up. Um, <laughs> you know, like I... It's yeah, I like it's 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 definitely something that should be treated properly. But uh, nuclear power is actually, despite the fact that it can go very wrong in in those circumstances, is actually much mm-hmm. uh, better for the planet uh, if, if working properly. <laughs> sure, it's cleaner. Yeah, uh, it's not free, of course. There is a cost, and there is nuclear waste that mm-hmm. we have to deal with. But yeah, yeah, nothing is free in I- nature. Oh, hey, I'm all for the solar panels, right? Everyone just gets solar panels. <laughs> it's fine. Like, Me too. I, I, it's fine. Um, <laughs> no, I was just, it was just the way you phrased that. I was like, are you actually against nuclear power in general now? Or, or Yeah. Uh, the, 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 this episode, of course, is not talking about nuclear power. It's talking about nuclear weapons specifically. Uh, sure. And uh, the... Because, I mean, that's the other thing at the start is that Carling is very enthusiastic about the idea of like, oh, we're going to strike first and we're going to wipe them all out, you know? Yeah, and then our lead guy is like, well, sure, but then what happens next? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that's not even get into the debate of like, yeah, okay, sure, the government in this enemy, this enemy state, whatever it is, mm-hmm. is maybe evil and maybe you, you think they need to be dealt with, but the millions of lives that live there, you know, presumably, are they all like, fair game to kill like call call me a a, a touchy feely uh <laughs> sympathetic <Hippie>. baby or <laughs> something but i don't know I, I don't necessarily think that everyone in the opposing country is is guilty of being you know evil <laughs> i guess i think most people would say that yeah, yeah. civilians <laughs> most people would say that um, yeah because you know if they retaliate i'm the one who's getting killed here not, sure. Not yeah. not the leader in the bunker. <laughs> Did this episode kind of remind you of uh of the new Twilight Zone episodes too? I um, had flashes of it. I mean, we had an immigration episode. Sure. Yeah, but this was way better. <laughs> oh, by a long shot. Yeah, not even. It wasn't even <laughs> close. That that this like had its statement, but it took its time. And it just like dealt with the idea of someone on the run. Like it just it was very sure. simple setups. And they kind of made the point at the end of the episode <laughs> instead of like right in the beginning. <laughs> and the the point hit home. It's a great honestly, like as much as they use it a few times, it's a great little twist. Like it's it is. it's good. And I, I and it get, got me. <laughs> I, I guessed it like fairly early on and I like I was still into it. Like it still I worked. was wondering if this episode would be very rewatchable if you knew the ending. It was because I think what made it work is that I was it made me like sort of look at things in a different context and I was sort of analyzing like okay this isn't Earth so what are these people yeah. like why is it so similar uh, what are the clues yeah. that it's not Earth like I was looking at it from a different lens but it definitely still well works. speaking of lens I thought maybe that's why they were doing all the Dutch angles too not just because it's a uneasy feeling but also it is very much 
it's it's looking through the lens of of us, but it's slightly off, something slightly different, much like the Twilight Zone is supposed to represent. That was that was a no, that was a perfectly good bit of analysis. Um, <laughs> so uh, you didn't back I knew me. You get something good from me out of yeah. this episode. Well, you didn't back me in any of my analysis of uh, Carling, so I'm glad that you came in with something else towards the end. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just not buying it. <laughs> but I do still like his character in it because it does offer an obstacle. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if he's. I don't know how how much he represents. He could represent like the. The patriotic side like you said or the side that says that's excited by nuclear war but um i don't know those people <laughs> I, I, I think the first thing i said though that i think i still think is actually the most uh relevant is not even like representing people specifically just the mm -hmm. idea that you're trapped and can't get out sure okay yeah he represents the paranoia that yeah. they feel that somebody is going to find out yeah and someone is going to stop them this someone is going to say no you can't leave um, right. So I I think that's uh, effective. So um, I did really like the dialogue in this episode too. Um, like the the scene between the father and his daughter Jody, um, I thought was really good, and it was like a nice, sweet uh, back and forth. She seemed like a real person, which is not always something you get. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> when people are writing, you know, teenagers or although or I will children. say maybe this is just a time period thing. Maybe maybe in 1959 this was. Uh... Uh, or an, or I think I just think we're in January 1960 now. But you know, regardless, mm -hmm. um, I can't imagine a teenage girl her age saying, "But Dad, what about our dance when they're at home and there's no reason to dance?" <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but maybe we didn't have a loving family like they did. True, true. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. often find myself doing that, like, oh, my mother would never hug me. <laughs> <laughs> I never well, asked right, my no, father to I'm dance when I was That's 15. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you come from Canada land, where everyone's supposed to be really nice all the time. <laughs> no, it's cold up there, cold people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, movies and TV are a lie. It's actually a breakneck world. It's, it's more like a dystopia. People, they like to pretend it's not. <laughs> They, they keep it all pretty and snowy, and it's like, oh, look at all these trees. Uh, look at look at the moose. Look at the moose in the moose coat. We haven't forgotten the maple syrup wars of '67. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? It's funny you say that. Though no, I I stopped watching the show because it was just batshit insane and and trashy. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed summer season one, but uh, Riverdale. There was actually, like, the, the rich family, their fortune came from maple syrup, I think it was. And it wasn't <laughs> so, so cute. And it wasn't set in Canada, but it was, but there was actually some sort of, like, in industrial, like, rivalry with someone. And I remember referring to it as the, the, the maple syrup wars. It just, you reminded me of saying that. Oh, I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah, it just, it made me laugh uh, when I was watching the show. I was cracking a lot of jokes about how there was these maple syrup wars. Um, because. <laughs> Because it was like, um, it was like, yeah, the two families had a rivalry about it like a hundred years ago, and this one family screwed over the other family. So they, the family who lost, they're still living in the town. Like the descendants are really bitter about it, and it's like, <laughs> so it was, it was maybe it was more of a maple syrup blood feud than it was <laughs> a war. But <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, yeah, it's a silly show. Um, I, I read us like a summary of what happened in season three, which just finished, and I couldn't believe like the the the, the weird shit I was reading. Like someone died and came back to life, and this is not a supernatural show. This is supposed to be just a like a is thriller. It Sabrina, a spinoff of it? Not really. Like in the comics, it is, but and the shows are just separate. Oh, I thought they were. I thought they were kind of linked together, but 
I haven't watched any of Riverdale, so I don't know. The, the only way they're linked is that they've kind of mentioned there's a Greendale nearby, and then I think Sabrina's mentioned there's a Riverdale nearby, but other than that, like, there's no... Okay. There's no... Sabrina is way more realistic. Interesting. That's what I'll say. That's what I'll say. I, I tapped out early season two because there's like a serial killer going around, which sounds great for me. I'll I'll watch a plot with that. Uh, but Archie, or, or Teen Throb, or Heart Throb, Teen Hero, mm-hmm. got the football team together and recorded a video saying that they were going to protect the streets. And they did this with the entire football team topless, all wearing red gimp masks. And I, okay. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm good. I think I'm that's out of the weird. show. I think I'm out of the well, show. Well, let me know what season the Predator shows up because I did. That's the only RT comic I ever read was the Predator crossover. Hey, I will start watching again if they say Predator is going to show up. <laughs> if there's going to be a Predator cameo, I'll watch again. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so this Twilight Zone uh, was really good. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tease for next week uh, at the end. Um, uh, I'll get the name up actually, so I don't. I, 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 arrow shot an arrow into the air. I shot an arrow into the air is the exact title. Um, yeah, I I know it because I think I remember this one. You remember this one? Um, he, so he mentions shooting a, a spaceship into, and I thought that was weird because we just literally had a spaceship. I I guess they do that on this show, don't they? My only <laughs> critique, actually, the spaceship stuff really. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else you want to mention about it. Is it? It just kind of like cuts from them entering it to them being in space. There's no takeoff. You know what I liked about it though, and I looked it up. Oh yeah. The sound was very familiar. The sounds that the spaceship made from can, the inside. Can I? Can I take it's, a guess? Yeah. Was it Day the Earth still? No, it's Star Trek, <laughs> the original series. This is before Star Trek though. Yeah. It's the same sound effects, though. Really? Star Trek used these sound effects, yeah. Oh. And I looked it up to make sure. Because, like, yeah. I'll be honest, the thought crossed my mind. I went, no, it can't be, because Star Trek was after. So, fair yeah. enough. That, that's <laughs> they used them for. So, Star Trek stole sound effects. First, William Shatner. Now, sound effects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Surely Shatner's not the only person from Star Trek who shows up. No, we've had others so far. Yeah. Like, guest stars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you've not been pointing them out. We uh, your Trek. Well, I mean, not knowledge. every episode, or there are some that I've missed. Sure, sure. Uh, feel free to shame her whenever there's a Star Trek cameo that she doesn't catch. Oh, because <laughs> you're supposed to be the Star Trek expert. Hey, if someone from Buffy shows up, I'll, I'll, you know, <laughs> I'll point it out. You got it. I'll step my game up. I'm feeling pretty good about me not having to pay attention though, because most of the people in Buffy weren't born yet. So. Yeah, I I would call myself more of a Deep Space Nine expert, but I don't think there's going to be a lot of uh, connections there. That's true. That's, that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. Uh, so yeah, we got another spaceship. I'll I'll read the description on IMDb just to sort of set us up for next week. Order breaks down between three surviving crewmen whose rocket ship crashes in an unknown world with limited water and supplies. I think I might remember this actually. Yeah, I think I know which one this is too. Okay, I'm going to make a prediction for the twist. So if you don't want to hear my prediction, don't I, do it. What? Come on, <laughs> let, me, let me predict it. It's so obvious. <laughs> it really is obvious. But I want to make a point. Okay, I'll say it next week. But I just wanted to, I wanted to make a point based on comparing it to this one's ending. Yeah. Right. I'll say it, I'll say it to you after we've done recording. What the, the exact phrase I want to say. But I just want to say there's a comparison to be made. Anyway. Uh, oh my god. I was wrong. 
<laughs> doing the Simpsons stuff. Okay. Uh, so that's the Twilight Zone, episode 14. Uh, we'll see you next time for episode 15, uh, which for the record is the last episode on disc 2 of the Blu-ray. So next next episode is the last one, disc 2. So I'm looking forward to that. There is five discs in total, so we've got a lot, lot to go. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. You can get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore first for channel updates. Uh, if you want to watch other content we do, what would you recommend, Tara? What would you promote and say, hey, check out this stuff? Well, let's see. We've already advertised our Chernobyl. And did we advertise the, the Ace yet? <laughs> not the Ace. The Atomic Cinema Experiment. There was a lot of talk of Atomic Energy, but not the You're right, podcast. Yeah. Uh, both Peter and I do a, a science fiction movie review show called The Ace, The Atomic Cinema Experiment. So uh, if you like old films and new films, we do them all. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that is that is. is. Uh, me and Car also do Star Trek reviews. We're we're by the time this goes up, we should have finished next gen season one, and we'll be in our Ooh, we'll be in our couple, couple of week hiatus before we start season two. So, I uh, expect a breakdown of the best and worst. Oh, we'll be doing that. We're going to do a top five and worst <laughs> three. I think that's what we we did for the first the original series. So we'll do that for each season of next gen. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so, <laughs> and at the time of recording, the next one I think is a biggie. Based on the IMDb rating and based on something Tara said, in fact, Con- Connor uh, yelled at you at the end of uh, uh, the Star Trek review that we recorded today because is it conspiracy? It is conspiracy because I <sighs> said I said Tara hyped this one up and he yelled out, "Tara, stop giving him hints and teases. I don't want him having an advantage." <laughs> oh come on! I know that season one can be kind of a a slog to get through, so. I just wanted to sprinkle in a little bit of goodies at the end. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. So much fun. We record this a little <laughs> bit further ahead in Trek, though, so by the time this goes up, that episode review will be already be up. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, time timeline wonkiness. But, uh, yeah. Uh, also, if you want to support the show, uh, where can they do that, Tara? Where can they support the show? You can check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash TV. You can donate as little as a dollar per month, and with that dollar, you get extra goodies, such as these Twilight Zone episodes a week early, and uh, you get bonus episodes of the Ace, the Atomic Cinema Experiment, which we already mentioned, and uh, <laughs> Screams After Midnight, if you like horror. And uh, do you do one for Influx? Uh, a bonus episode? No, you don't do this. No, no. We, we, we do but the you vote. Do get to week early. Yeah. You get to vote. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all, all, all the movie shows get votes once per month and two of them get bonus episodes uh, Influx doesn't get a bonus episode because we struggle to do that every week <laughs> so yeah. we're, we're not promising a fifth you guys, one you guys have month. a lot to, to do, yeah. get through Yeah. although Connor keeps backing out of TV shows because he's got bad taste and Tara keeps like taking them over <laughs> so you know we'll see uh, <laughs> yeah uh, I have a backup plan yeah yeah uh, hey a lot of comments think you should be the 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 A plan, the primary yeah, plan. They're wrong. I mean, what do you? What's the? What's the? What's what's the? the yeah, but if you say if you say the B, the, the plan B, then yeah, you'd you know the, the phrase would be plan A. But what's this? What's the? Just the I plan. I like that phrase plan B, for me. <laughs> I, I guess it's just the plan. So, so, some like you more than Connor naturally and they wish you were the plan rather than the backup plan i disagree basically i just like shitting on connor so if you want to make fun of connor in the comments please feel free i'm, I'm okay with it uh 
You can still say nice things about me, but you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, you can still say nice things about Tara. You can definitely say nice things about me. I'll take all the compliments. Uh, <laughs> but the ones that I might frame and put in the wall are the ones where you're nasty to Connor. Uh, my favorite one recently was uh, was on uh, the second Chernobyl review. Someone said, Connor can suck my hairy balls. And <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm going to put it in the wall. Not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's delightful though. Anyway, that is us. That has been Twilight Zone. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys, in the Twilight Zone.